Welcome to Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. It's Monday, October 18th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. The Chiefs played three great quarters on Sunday in Washington and one lousy one. The three good ones were more than enough to handle business in a 31-13 victory. Star columnist Sam Elliger and Vahe Gregorian, along with beat writer Herbie Teope, discussed the day's ups and downs on Sportsbeat Live, and now it's a Sportsbeat KC podcast. I thought the defense was excellent, and the offense had its most productive day of the season because, in addition to players like Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, several others stepped up. Well, let's hear what Vahe, Sam, and Herbie had to say. Hello and welcome to Sports Beat Live, Kansas City Stars post-game show. We are here to discuss the Chiefs' 31-13 victory at Washington with the coverage team of Sam Mellinger, Vahe Gregorian, and Herbie Teope. And with you, please let us know what you thought about the game, what you liked and didn't like, and how things might break going forward. And today... Welcome to those following along on the Star's Twitter page, at KC Star. Great to have you along. Let's uh, let's see who's with us. Well, they're all here. Herbie, um, Sam, Vahe. Sa- uh, Sam McDowell is not here. He's still working. So uh, we will carry on. And Vahe is so ticked off at us, he just decided to drop out. And that is so Vahe. I think you guys will agree with me. So, uh, all right. <laughs> let's let's um, let's talk about today's game. It was a, a weird one. I want to talk about. I want to start with the defense, and um, we're going to talk about both sides of the ball. But I want to start on the defensive side because, as I recall, the last time the defensive coordinator for the Chiefs took the podium, the first question he was asked about the trash he was putting on the field um, with, with his defense. And let me just read some numbers to you. Today, uh, Washington was held to 276 total yards. Before that, the season low for the Chiefs defense was 352 against the Chargers. 13 points by far a season low. Uh, The previous was in the opener against the Browns, 29. So everybody else, 30 and plus points against the Chiefs until today. And then two takeaways, and there had been zero in the previous three games. So Melly, I know you wrote about the defense, so let, let's start with you. What did you see? What impressed you? And uh, let's just give credit where credit is due here. Yeah, um, it was their best. I mean, just objectively, if you think about yards and points, it was their best performance since week eight last year, which was November 1st, and that was against the sorry Jets. Um, so this is very noteworthy. Um, I, I think the most – Obvious thing, um, the move that everybody had wanted, um, <laughs> including the column that I wrote this week, uh, you know, Daniel Sorensen finally replaced by Juan Thornhill as the starting free safety. Uh, I think that mattered, but that's not like I hope we're not going to pretend like that was the whole thing um, or that it can be the whole thing going forward. Willie Gay Jr. Um, he also started. He got hurt a little bit, but um, it looked to me like they were blitzing a lot more. Um, you know, the charts will come out later, but um, they had 10 quarterback hits. Um, they have not had more than six in a game this season. I thought that was noteworthy, especially with Chris Jones uh, missing another game. Um, it looked like, I, and, and look, maybe this is like uh, just my own bias, confirmation bias, 
but Juan Thornhill being in coverage, it's and then they had that third and long that, that got away from him, the pass to Ricky Seals Jones. But for the most part, I thought Matthew being in coverage, or I'm sorry, uh, Thornhill being in coverage, the range and the coverage that, that he could provide better than Swanson, I just thought it allowed the rest of the secondary to, to really work together. And, you know, for the second straight post game, I thought, and maybe maybe he didn't mean it this way, but I thought for the second straight post game that Tyron Matthew kind of threw Sorensen under the bus a little bit, um, you know, saying like the, our scheme is our scheme. It's going to work as long as we have 11 guys that are all on the same page. And it was a question that I asked and it was about Thornhill. And so I, <laughs> I'm going to put two and two together on that one. So I, I do think the unit is working. A lot. They still need to tackle better. They need to wrap up and not just go for the hero hit um, a lot. They, they still have a lot of things to work on, but I thought this was a sort of the, the, the slide down maybe has plateaued a little bit at least, and maybe now they can start to go back up. It seems like a fair way to put it. Len uh, reminds us that defense is still lousy. Washington's a weak team, and Chiefs defense should have done even better today. They Look, weren't. Can I just say something real quick, Blair, about that? Uh, well, I mean, Washington's not a great team. We're all nobody's here going to argue otherwise. But they were twelfth in the league in scoring coming into this. You know, Tyler Heineke, if he gets rolling, I know we can all make our jokes, but. You know, he can sling it a little bit. The receivers, I think McLaren was hurt a little bit, and that probably hurt him a little bit. But the offense, Washington's offense is not garbage. It's not the Bills. They're not the Chargers. They're not the Rams or the, the Ravens. I'm sorry, the teams that have beat the Chiefs. But um, it's, it's not a garbage offense. And, and I think that the performance, especially in the second half, is worth – look, no, nobody's throwing a parade right now, but I think it's worth acknowledging and, and, and you know, giving them their praise for that. In uh, in non like end of half situations, Washington had one touchdown, two field goals, four punts, and committed two turnovers. I think the Chiefs would take that every day of the week. So, um, still uh, in the, you know there, there was the play that got away. We'll we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, Herbie, there there were some injuries today, right? I mean, there, I, I I didn't see. Um, well, one in particular, near and dear to your heart. Let's start with that one. Well, when it happened, our esteemed colleague, Sam Mellinger, there leaned over to me and was like, are you okay to write the gamer? Are you going to be okay? <laughs> hey, Jody Fortson, you know, what a tough, tough injury. Torn Achilles tendon in the third quarter. He made a miraculous catch in that first quarter, 27-yard uh, grab down the left sideline there. But, yeah, he's, he's done for the year with that torn Achilles you also had Anthony Hitchens with an elbow injury. Uh, he left in the second quarter and did not return. Andy Reid says he will have an MRI on Monday, and the same applies to fullback Michael Burton with a left pectoral injury. He's also scheduled for an MRI. Tyreek Hill battled through a quad injury. Uh, you know, he missed some time in that second quarter late into the half. He entered the field late after halftime. But he went on his way to what? I think it was like eight catches, nine catches for 76 yards and the touchdown. So he's okay. Travis Kelsey appeared to be in and out of the lineup. Andy Reid acknowledges that he is still dealing with a sore neck from the stinger suffered last week against the Buffalo Bills. But even Kelsey gutted it out there and had a productive day. Yeah, 99 yards. And you're, you're right. It seemed like Kelsey was either limping off the field or holding his hand when he was coming off the field or um, seemed to have – problems all day and still ended up with 99 yards of receptions. So, Vahe, we were talking about the defense while you were finding a more comfortable position uh, there. Um, uh, look, uh, statistically, best game of the year for 
Kansas City's defense. It, it, Sam said they didn't play the Browns or the Chargers or the Ravens um, today uh, or the or especially the Bills. But you play the team that you're, you know, that's on the field opposing you. And I thought the Chiefs did a really good job today. Yeah, absolutely. And you guys may end up muting me again because right now what you're going to hear is a lot of the cleanup crew here in the stadium uh, in the background. It kind of gives you a feel for where we are. But just uh, zap me if it's not coming through at all. I think I'm in the owner's box. Um, <laughs> but if you can hear me. Is there any emails laying around? <laughs> uh, I would just say, look, I mean, this kind of went um, – the defense was a huge part of this. It is the team you're playing. That's all you can do is uh, who you're up against. But this kind of went from being a potential feel-good reset game to a line in the sand second half. And, uh, look, they came through, and let's hope they get some traction out of it. Yeah, for sure. Um, no doubt. And it's going to be a different challenge and a, and a difficult challenge next week at Tennessee. Um, but look, Sam, you touched on it. They did make this, the, the change, uh, the starting lineup change with uh, Thornhill. That's something that we had been hearing all week that was going to happen. It ended up happening. Uh, but but Willie Gay, I didn't see him on the field much. Herbie, did he? Was he hurt today too? Or get yourself unmuted, Herbie. <laughs> He wasn't mentioned after the game, Blair. I, I thought he played more in the first half than he did in the second half, but I, I, I can't swear to that. Yeah, and I tend to agree with that as well. And if he was hurt, uh, Andy Reid certainly didn't mention anything about Willie Gabe being hurt, but he was out there. Only one tackle, I think, in the in the final stats. Maybe you have – I don't have the, the final numbers in front of me, but what I do have is I jotted down uh, some players who I thought played really well. Starting, I thought Legereus Sneed had a terrific game, had a uh, – uh, tackle for loss, and he had the fumble recovery that uh, that Mike Dana jarred loose. Uh, I thought Rashad Fenton played really well. Had the nice breakup uh, of the pass in the end zone. Listen, how, how much grief have, uh, has Frank Clark accepted all year? I thought Frank Clark was pretty active today and got a couple of quarterback pressures. Would have had a sack if Taylor Haneke hadn't Heineke hadn't rolled over the top of him. Uh, Washington quarterback, smart play. It just still resulted in a in a third down. Uh, that wasn't converted. Um, and then Tyron Matthew, I thought, played well as well. Uh, so there were, some solid, there were some solid individual play for the Chiefs on the defensive side. Before we, before we finish on the defense, we do have to talk about the, the touchdown. It was a busted play. Uh, did, uh, who did uh, you guys – you guys had the, the bird's eye view of it. Uh, who, who, who was at fault on that? Because Ricky Seals-Jones, the former Chief, was, couldn't have been – you know, nobody within 15 yards of him when he caught that pass. You know, Sam McDowell had a, an interesting photo called up of, um, you, you know, it, it, we don't know the coverage for sure, right? But it looked like Thornhill turned away from uh, Ricky Seals-Jones uh, into maybe doubling up somebody else downfield. And it had the look of it being Ben Neiman's assignment. But I don't, I don't know that we can conclusively know what that was. You guys might have seen it better, but I, I, I think there was – all we know is it was a breakdown. Yeah, to me, it looked like the breakdown occurred on that side of the field. And, Vahe, you are correct, uh, because from where I was sitting, Nate Taylor from The Athletic also pulled up a photo of the coverage, and we saw uh, Thornhill turn to his left to go cover that side of the field, and that left 
there were two players over there that Heineke actually could have thrown to, but it was actually Seals Jones, who was nine yards behind Ben Neiman. Uh, and I think that's another play that after that play happened, that's when Tyron Matthew had the, the little blow up on the sideline. Yeah, Tyron's getting good at that, um, those sideline blow ups. Um, you know, whatever, hey, you know, it worked. Didn't work last week, worked this week, right? Tyron said after the game how the guys love it when he when he freaks out or whatever term he used. I I I don't I think it might depend on uh, to whom his ire is directed though also. Um, but it 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 if he, being asked about it last week made him self conscious at all, uh, we certainly didn't recognize that today. It looked like he just uh, um, was empowered. And I learned on social media, maybe I should have known this already, but he's playing with a fractured thumb. Is that right, Herbie? Was he part of the injury report this week? <laughs> These injuries are popping up all over the place, and we're going to get the Chiefs in trouble because apparently <laughs> Lucas Nyang was supposedly dealing with a hamstring injury. That's that's the reason why Mike Rivers took over. But Nyang was not on the injury report at all. So, you know, if, if Tyron Matthews dealing with a fractured thumb, that has to be on the injury report. Must have happened on the plane Saturday. These injuries, you know, you know how you know how dangerous those plane rides can be on on the road trip. So, hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners: unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars' award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site. And it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 bucks unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star. And that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. First quarter ends, the Chiefs look fantastic, right? They, they, they That first possession drive uh, the length of the field. I, I thought it was great that they went for it on fourth and one. Darrell Williams making his first NFL start, cuts back and goes for five but around midfield. That's the series where Fortune makes the great catch. Darrell Williams finishes off with the two-yard touchdown run. This is after the Chiefs had a three and out, uh, you know, to open the game. And uh, – the I'm sorry, I was distracted by by Vahe's screen movement there. Um, setting the screen. I was, <laughs> sorry, I was distracted by Brian LeBurge's uh comment there. That was good. Oh, I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta get down there. He said, he said <laughs> uh, the that is good, Brian. Well done, Brian. Watched film. The um, so the chief second possession moving down the field. I think that was the the McCall Hardman 49 yard reception down the sideline, which was really nice. Um, and then the first quarter comes to an end, and the Chiefs are in great shape, right? They're about to knock on the door. They're up 7-3, to three, about to go up 14-3. And the first play of the second quarter is the Mahomes pass to Tyree Kill, who slips for the second time in the game, gets up, and just just in time to let the ball go through his hands and into the arms of another former Chief, Kendall Fuller, uh, for a uh, an, another maddening interception. And before the second quarter is over, we have the McCole Hardman fumble off off the end around, and we have a 
maybe the worst pass and the worst decision that Patrick Mahomes has made for another interception. So all three turnovers in the second quarter, the Chiefs go from up seven to three. So they're trailing 10, uh, 13 to 10 at halftime. And, you know, I'm thinking, what, what do we, what is this? How, how can this continue to happen? I, 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 I couldn't understand it. I'm trying to think of ways to frame it and how you guys are all going to write about it. And, um, and then they decided, and, and this is, this was a really good approach. I thought in the second half, they decided not to turn it over. And so when they do that, when they do, when they do that, they outscore Washington 21 to nothing. Their offense looks fantastic. Uh, players other than Kelsey and Hill, you know, were, were, were playing really well. The touchdown pass to Demarcus Robinson. Uh, I, I thought Daryl Williams had a really nice game for his first game as an NFL starter. So uh, what were you guys thinking at uh, at halftime? Was it um, how were you assembling the thoughts for for columns and, and stories at halftime? I felt like uh, I felt like it was an either way situation, but that there was going to have to be a pivot, and it might have been, as Patrick put it after the game, might have been spiraling down. Um, I, I I felt open minded, but certainly pessimistic um, for the very reasons we talked about before. Just that you thought they'd come in here, you know, be fundamentally sound, take care of business. And that was not what had happened in the first half. And I do think that was, I, I don't know. I don't see any even play any play to compare to it in Patrick's past with the Chiefs. I think that was the worst play of his career. Inexplicable, really. Even though he tried to explain it, it was still inexplicable. That play was kind of like, it was like the, the Baltimore interception but it was like the hold my beer version of that play, you know, of just an even worse decision that had even less chance of any sort of success. I, um, I mean, I, th- I thought at halftime that, um, that it was going to be, that it was a disaster. I-, I thought at halftime, like the worst outcome was absolutely on the table. The offensive line I thought was playing pretty well. Um, and other than that, it was hard to pick out, uh, many positives so um that that's as drastic you know i mean look football games are weird right first halves and second halves and there's a game in new england a few years ago that that stands out but um a couple against the patriots i guess actually but um you know that's as drastic a first half second half uh you know difference as as you're likely to see any week of the nfl season yeah i think like all of us we're not really positive about like a, a could the Chiefs lose this game, you know, based on what we've seen, uh, especially over the last month? Absolutely. I thought they could have lost this game. Don't forget, they were de- they could have had two more turnovers. You know, Travis Kelsey had the ball jarred loose, you know, on that first drive, but, you know, he was ruled down. Uh, Tyreek Hill slipped. His first instance of slipping on the turf, and the ball slipped through the Washington's defender's arm. So, you know, there were some miscues that they, that they somehow were saved in that first quarter, it could have been worse. Uh, but, it, you know, could they have lost this game? I thought they could have lost this game. I thought I thought this game was going to spiral out of control in the second half. I, I you know, tr- you know, the, all the disasters that, that occurred in the, in the second quarter, and they would, and then they get the ball to start the second half and ended up punting, right? I, I thought that was kind of the worst moment for the offensive line. They got pressure on Mahomes a few times. He threw three straight incompletions, had to punt it away. I'm thinking, here we go. Um, but defense played well. Uh, I think this was one of the occasions where 
Washington punted, um, Hardman got a good return. Maybe that was the return and the penalty that set the Chiefs up at, at a really advantageous position, and, um, and, and Chiefs were on their way. Three straight possessions with, that ended in touchdowns for them. So, uh, again, all's well that ends well. But, gosh, uh, against a, you know, an AFC contender, three turnovers. And I know they got a couple, right? Turk Wharton's interception was fantastic, a great individual play. And, and Dana's punch out and, and Legereus needs alertness to pick up the ball. What was it, Vahe, 12 straight? giveaways since they headed since they got the takeaway yeah and i think uh sam charted it out and i think the last two takeaways were the tyron matthew interceptions in the first quarter at baltimore yeah yep for sure so um hey, hey before i continue i, I what uh brian johnson says uh nick bolton solid tackler I, I wanted to add his name to the list of defensive players who i thought played well today and I, I think he ended up leading the team in tackles with nine. He seemed to be in a lot of, you know, the right place at the right time a lot today. Had a had a really nice tackle for loss on a on a, on a short uh, short pass. There was one issue though that I spotted up there, uh, and I'm, Melly can be my witness on this. Uh, there, there were a couple of times where he's not wrapping up the player. It's like all he wants to do is try to deliver a big hit. But when you're doing that, now you're hitting the guy forward two or three more yards. You're like, He's got to be – He's as a linebacker there, look, I understand you're trying to, to take out the guy, but you got to wrap him up. you got to wrap him up and bring him down. Yeah, I thought there was a couple guys doing that. That was um, – that, that's something they got to fix. I mean, gone, at least today, was the, the Daniel Sorensen just like ghost tackle, you know, where he's trying to wrap up and the guy just gets around him. But um, I, I, I agree with Herbie 100%. I think that's something they got to work on. So uh... – so what did Mahomes say about the the turnovers, the mistakes, his play uh, by Hay after the game? Well, he uh, he said it would probably make the come on, man uh, <laughs> video segment. And, uh, you know, one thing I think you guys will agree with this, Patrick is is always really interesting on um, this when it comes to sort of the self-deprecating, self-critical moments and he was pretty good on the play. I mean, he just just said he he turned too quickly trying to get the ball to hand it to Daryl Williams. Then he then he uh, you know tried to scoot outside and and where he he did. I do wish he would have given us one more sentence about why he actually threw the ball. I mean, he had said he'd seen Travis Kelsey, but I, you know if you look at the blur of stuff going on there, I mean he's throwing the ball up with two guys wrapped around him on third and one. By the way. Right. I mean, I, I think that was a game situation thing that really stuck with me. Like, just eat it or or just throw it out, you know, throw it into the stands. And he was far enough out, out there. So, I, I, but but I do think one of the points he made and, and uh, you know, he's never going to suffer from lack of confidence. He'll, he'll always keep believing himself. But also was that guys like Orlando Brown and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey got to him right away and were like, keep doing what you do. And I, I, you know, I think that mattered to him. And I think he, um, I, I don't think he was like a, a shrinking violet in the second half. I think he pretty much played the way he usually does. He just didn't have any uh, <laughs> bizarre situations like that. I mean, it is funny though. That was a rookie mistake. Totally. Uh, totally. It, it, the, the type of mistake you'd see from a guy in his, one of his first NFL games. Um, that, that he didn't make as a rookie. <laughs> that's right. That's right. No, exactly. 
Hey, hey, Herbie, how did you think uh, Daryl Williams played today? Herbie, unmute yourself. Okay, there we go. I thought as, as, as a guy who made his first career regular season start, he gave the Chiefs what they needed. You know, we, we mentioned this on Friday's show. He's not going to be the elusive guy in the open field like a Clyde Edwards-Alaire. But for a guy who gets you those tough yards between the tackles, he was it. He was also very involved in the passing game. Uh, totaled almost 90 yards, but it was the two touchdowns, you know, to help the Chiefs secure this win. Uh, he, he did a pretty good job there. You know, like Andy Reid says, he did a good job. I thought his cutback ability, I, I don't know if I'd seen that to the extent that we saw it today. I, I was really impressed by that. I, I Listen, I'm, I may be crazy, but I thought he moved better laterally than Clyde Edwards-Alaire does. Uh, I, his, there was a short, a short pass that he had no business uh, turning, being able to turn up field for the 11 or 12-yard gain that it was. He, he alluded two tacklers that were in front of him. Uh, making moves around both, I, I was really impressed with uh, uh, with with Daryl Williams today, and I imagine the Chiefs are pretty happy with the way he played. I loved the one reception and maybe the only stat of the day by Jarek McKinnon. Took that short pass um, and bowled over a, a defender. Great second effort to pick up a first down. He needed five, needed four, and got five just on on sheer will. Um, Listen, that's what I ended up writing about from this game. I, I just thought the for the Chiefs to end up with 499 yards of total offense, which was a season high, and Mahomes had 379 passing yards, again, a season high, that the reason that and, – and that happened without a 100-yard game from Kelsey or Hill, and that was because these other guys played really well today. I mean, D-Rob and, and, uh, and Byron Pringle had three for 55 and Fortune's catch, and um, it's they, they got to use all of it. and. Look, going back to where kind of where we started, Washington is not uh, doesn't measure up to the best teams in the AFC. Uh, but it was a playoff team last year, and their defense, you know, is is respectable. It's supposed to be good. I think it's respectable. Uh, they got to Mahomes a couple times, so I don't know. I the, the, I didn't think the Chiefs would cover the the six point spread, and they ended up you know obliterating it. So. You know, good, good. You know, throw out one quarter, and it was a great game for the Chiefs. Uh, with that quarter, it was a good day, and uh, and they're on their way home to to get ready for Tennessee. What points, Herbie, do we need to follow up on though? With the the injuries, you mentioned a couple of them. Um, we'll be we'll be talking to Andy Reid tomorrow. What points? You cut off. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. What points do we need to follow up on with Andy Reid tomorrow? Well, definitely the injuries. You definitely want to know about that because, you know, you, you want to know how your linebacker situation is going to do when you know who you're facing next week. Big, yep. bad Derrick Henry. Uh, and you got to be healthy on defense there. I'm curious to know how Chris Jones, what is he going to practice this week? You know, this guy hasn't practiced in two weeks now. They got to get that guy back into the lineup as well and Tavarius Ward because if you have Julio Jones on the other side, you know, you got to get these guys healthy. For sure. Okay, uh, that'll do it for us today. Uh, really appreciate Herbie Teope, Vahe Gregorian, and Sam Mellinger, and all of you following us on Facebook and, and Twitter for um, listening to us discuss the Chiefs' 31-13 to 13 victory over Washington. And we'll be back on Friday morning to break down what we heard from the Chiefs during the week and look ahead to the game at Tennessee, which is a noon kickoff 
on CBS on Sunday. And yeah, Vahe, any emails lying around, check them out, okay? <laughs> See you guys. All right, any coffee? That'll do it for today. Thanks to our Sportsbeat KC production staff of Monty Davis, Beth Welsh, Jeff Rosen, and Chris Fickett. Tip of the cap to Herbie T.O.P., Sam Mellinger, and Vahe Gregorian for Talking Chiefs. Links to their stories can be found in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. So let's talk about the morning sports edition. If you're not seeing it, you're really missing out. On KansasCity.com, go to the Stars E-Edition. That's, of course, a replica of the printed newspaper on your screen that comes with your digital subscription. Well, now there's an updated sports section produced separately that goes along with it. When you open the E-Edition, there's a box in the upper right-hand corner that says All Editions. Click on that, and you can access anywhere from 15 to 50 pages of sports. Maybe you get a link for this in your email. I do, and it's there by about 6 a.m. every morning. But however you get it, it's access to complete coverage of the previous day sports news, features, statistics, everything. It's fantastic. Hey, thanks for reading The Star and listening to our podcast lineup. You're helping support the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City, and we could not produce programs like Sportsbeat KC without you. We'll be back on Tuesday with another episode. Hope you'll tune in then.